Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We stream it live on YouTube, Facebook. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom! We two days away, baby. We two days away. We talking X Factors in this heated matchup. But I'm going to just let J-Rod give us that feel for this week. Go, go ahead. You know they can't with you. You know they can't with you. Run, hit, talk. Yes, sir. Run, hit, talk. Yeah, right. It ain't nothing else to be said. Run, hit, and talk. It ain't nothing else to be said. I really don't. I don't really have nothing else to say, but we're going to talk about it, man. I got three X Factors. J. Ron Curse is definitely involved in the X Factors today, as y'all can see on the thumbnail. But I'm, I'm hyped. I, I'm trying to compose myself because I have to put on a show for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I have to, I have to, to, to do what I got to do. But I am, man, man, I'm just ready. I'm done. I'm done with the talking. I've un- I done listened to them talk. I done heard what Jason Kelsey said. Demarcus Lawrence is. T- I'm ready for this game, Cowboys Nation. Run, hit, talk. <sighs> What's up with y'all, though, man? But before I, you know, where my manners at, man? Bomb squad. What's good, man? What's good? How y'all doing? We got Trey, John, sixty, eighty, one boys. Lee, my, my bro, Lee in the building. What's good, man? Uh, Sam. Alpha Mason, Hallelujah, Chris Danzler, Danny Savage. We got D Overton in the building. Lamitra, uh, 0101 Ham Zone. What up? Alpha Mason, KB two times TV. Lord Nova, what's up? Aaron, six to midnight. Uh, Don, Andre, y'all deep in here. Y'all are deep early in it. <laughs> y'all, y'all ready? Y'all ready to talk some Cowboys Eagles, right? I got you. I got you. And yeah, I see some. Um, I see some some score predictions. Already in the chat. Y'all can call through or call in later if y'all want and give me those predictions. Y'all know me. I can't give y'all my predictions until Sunday, but <laughs> you know where I'm leaning towards, right? But we'll 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 uh we'll do all that on Sunday with my guy Jesse Holly on the game day live. So y'all stay tuned for that. Got three X factors. We're gonna jump back. Not really in the film room, but I got some film for the one X Factor. Actually, both X Factor, two X Factors and three. We'll be looking at some film. And um, I think if we do these things and do them right, I think come away with the, with the dub, man. I think you can come away with the dub. King Elements driving. Don't please, King Element, don't be watching this show. Just listen. Put put the phone down, turn it around, and just listen. We don't want no problems. No problems. We don't want no problems, King Element. We don't. But if y'all want to call in, you can. 351-999-3787. Let's get into this roundup because I'm ready to talk some ball. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey yo, we got some we we got some breaking news that dropped yesterday, huh? Relax. But Dak is getting closer, y'all. He's getting 
closer. Dak was was upgraded to limited yesterday. What? McCarthy was, I was listening to it this morning. By the way, somebody hit me up on Twitter was like, hey, Scott, hey, Scott they, they, they were talking about your tweet on 105 through the fan. I went on there to listen. Man, that thing took a left turn like crazy. But but it was funny nonetheless. Shout out to Shannon RJ. But McCarthy ended up, I ended up catching a McCarthy interview. And he was talking about that. And they asked him, hey, man, how's he doing? He said, the last two days, he hit the target as far as with the rehab and throwing. We're on schedule. He's getting better. But today is supposed to be a recovery day. We'll see. But today is supposed to be a recovery day because he did a little bit more yesterday than they anticipated. And I think that little bit more was him coming out to practice. I don't, I don't know if he was supposed to. Who knows? But he says he bounced out of the rehab and actually, frankly, just took a couple reps in individual drills, which put him into the limited category. So I wonder if he was catching some shotgun snaps, some under center snaps, what have you. But when that happens, you have to put him on the injury report as limited. You can't just say, you know, he was in rehab or you can be subject to fines and all that type of stuff. So. I anticipate him returning next week. Some are saying send him out to the to the bye week. It seems like he could be healthy next week, man. And if that's the case, let's do this thing. Like why why are we playing around? But but this is good news. Great news. Might be seeing Dak at home next week, and I oh my goodness, I might I might hit up A to Z like hey listen, man. I'm going to the game. I I know that that crowd is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But until then, our guy Cooper Rush, Vach calls him the Super Cooper, the Cooper Supers or Super Coopers, hilarious, but it's funny. In the meantime, we got to roll with Cooper Rush heading into Philly, man, and we'll talk about uh, him and the X Factors as well later on. So stick around for that. They asked Cooper about the relationship with him and Dak Prescott. And this is what Cooper Rush had to say. I said this before. He's helped me out tremendously uh, with our room, myself, everyone else on the sidelines. He's bringing the energy. That's just who he is as a person or a leader. He obviously wants to play. And when he's ready, he will. For weeks now. I've been saying the same thing to you guys that the noise on the outside is not what's happening on the inside of that building for whatever reason. And I get it. It's captivating TV. This is the new era, new wave of media, but in that locker room, this feeling right now is amazing. And they're all together. They're all locked in this thing together. And a lot of people want to compare it to 2016. It's just not the case. If we want to be frank about 2016, man, there was, there was a collective movement of people like, hey, Tony, you know, we, we appreciate you, man, but but we we with this guy. We with this kid over here, man. And, and it was guys that was with Tony for years. So this ain't nothing like that, number one. Number two, you know, we we found out later on that Mark Sanchez was the guy that was really with Dak in his rookie year. Not saying Tony didn't help, but we found out it wasn't Tony that was eager to be that dude. 
we're not seeing that i don't want to call it divide i hate to use that term divide but we're not seeing that we're seeing dak all in with coop we, we see it on the sounds of the sideline we hear it from coop we hear it from these players these guys are locked in man and there's going to be fans, there's going to be media that try to divide this situation, but there's nothing nothing divisive about it. I keep saying it. This is great. Because there's an excitement and there's an energy brewing in that building, whether it be with the players or the front office, that, man, if we continue to just keep holding this thing down, when our guy, our leader returns, we know we can reach another level. We've been at this level before. And this is a different type of team than we've ever had. Even Stephen Jones is talking about. Stephen said, I don't expect our defense to level out. I think our defense will keep getting better, but I think our offense, when we get Dak back, you hope that it gets better. And that's no way a negative against Cooper. He's done a hell of a job with this team. We just like to think if you get back one of the best players, things are going to get better. It sounds like it's a locked-in organization to me right now. They understand who they are. Dare I say identity? We'll see. But they understand who they are. And I love the fact that... And this could be a McCarthy thing. But McCarthy has honed in the glitchiness of one Kellen Moore. And I think it's having a trickle-down effect uh, to the quarterback and to the rest of the squad. So... I, we just need our guy Coop to go out there and get it done. Maybe one or two more times, depending on when my man gets back. We'll see. And then once that happens, there is a level, another level that this team can reach. I don't even think the, the, the biggest detractors or haters, whatever you want to call it, of that can, can, cannot admit that. Period. And then finally, I saw a stat yesterday on Twitter, I think from my guy, Michael Kelvin. I, this is crazy, man. Uh, Cowboys have allowed fewer than 350 yards, recorded multiple sacks, and not allowed multiple touchdowns in every single game this season. They are the first NFL defense to achieve this trifecta since sacks became an official statistic in 1982. Yeah! You know they can't with you. That's crazy. The only team since 1982 to hold teams under 350, record multiple sacks, and not allow more than one touchdown in the first five weeks. You know they can't. My bad. You know they can't. My bad. My bad. I'm getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Y'all under the assumption that. I'm going to leave it at that. But shout out to the Cowboys defense. They are playing at a ridiculous rate. Ridiculous rate. And the the tweet that I was talking about yesterday is what went on 105 through the fan today was about how I think the offense has to relieve a little bit of pressure from this defense. Like, I'm with Steven Jones here. I know that sounds crazy. But I don't think this defense is going to let up per se, right? Like, I don't think they're going to just start giving up 28, 30 points per game. 
they may go through a, a position where a team might score 23 or something like that. Or a team might score twice or whatever. So the, I think the offense has to relieve some of that pressure. But until then, and on Sunday, I think you're going to need this defense to level. It's crazy. How can you level up more? But but nonetheless, I think they're probably going to have to. I think this is going to be. And I'm trying to give so much respect to the Eagles. They are 5-0, whatever, whatever. Offense and all that good stuff. But But I feel like we've seen better skill positions and better quarterbacks, better receivers, whatever. But this is a challenge, right? Because they do things that can challenge this, this defense. And one of those things is the fact that Jalen Hurts can move. And not just move, run. So as we get into our X factors, I got to talk about what I think is the most important X factor in this game. And that's Donovan Wilson, y'all. Let's do it. For a number of different reasons, I think Donovan Wilson is extremely important in this game. I mean, Dono just playing the way he's played in general. I'm, I'm cool. But we know that he likes to run, meaning he hasn't hurts. He leads the NFL in rushing attempts. And I'm sorry, that's just say for quarterbacks before people say, oh, what? He, <laughs> he leads the NFL in rushing attempts for quarterbacks. He also leads the NFL in scrambles, meaning undesigned rushing attempts. And we've been here before with a quarterback that, that likes to scramble. Now, when the Cowboys played Daniel Jones, he had I think like, like three design rushing attempts. But for the most part, a lot of his stuff came on scrambles. And so I went back. I said, OK, let's see how we adjusted to that. I, I kind of watched the beginning of that game and saw, OK, what, what, what was Donovan Wilson doing in that game? Wasn't really spying yet. It wasn't until Daniel Jones started hurting him with, with his legs, keeping drives alive, where DQ, who adapts who adapts, started putting Donovan Wilson in the spy position. And the way he did it is what stood out to me. It wasn't just that Donovan Wilson was playing spy technique from the middle of the field, right? Or playing spy technique um, at the line of scrimmage. No. They were disguising the spy. I remember it was a Harriet the spy, Dino the spy. There were times they did traditional spy technique, put him in the middle of the field and let's roll. There were times where they had him down as a linebacker, so it looked like he was playing a run, but he was really spying uh, Daniel Jones. There was times where it looked like cover two. And then Donovan Wilson at the snap would rotate down and somebody would rotate back. Dan Quinn, man, is, is just in his bag. This may not seem like a cool thing to you, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a cool thing to me. This looks like cover two. I'm reading it. I. And then Dono comes down, not that he looked over that way anyway, but I feel like, and I wonder if the disguise, the Donovan disguise of the spy, whatever you want to call it, I wonder if that'll trip up Jaden Hurts a little bit. He's still a quarterback, a young quarterback, trying to figure out the NFL and, and, and learning to read defenses and things like that. He's still a quarterback who loves to go to his first read and will, will stick Stick with it through thick and thin. At least he did last week. So I think disguising it again this week could pay big dividends. 
And we've been talking about it all week about Donovan Wilson, the spy. I think it's he's a perfect spy for two reasons. One, he has the athleticism to get home. Does he does he become a bit of a kamikaze a little bit and he might miss a tackle? Yes, this is true. But boy, if he hits you. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is going to feel it, man. Jalen Hurts is going to feel it. So I think it's going to be um, important to get Donovan Wilson in a groove from that, that spy technique. So maybe you don't wait until the third quarter because when I went back and I charted it, it really wasn't until about a little bit more than halfway through the, or a little bit more than um, the third halfway through the third quarter where Dino was kind of in that true spy position. I, I, I doubt, I highly doubt that they're going to wait that long to do it for Jalen Hurts. And once you get, now that you have back J-Ron Curse, because I don't think, yeah, J-Ron didn't play in that Giants game. Not saying that Mukwamu and Bell couldn't hold it down a little bit. J-Ron's a different animal. A whole different animal. And and one thing that I've known, I've seen with uh, Dan Quinn is that Dan Quinn is using these chess pieces and building things out of it. You know how you have packages for for offense. You got a Turpin or a TP or things like that. There's clearly, Dan Quinn has a lot of packages or a lot of designs to take advantage of the versatility on defense, man. And now that J-Ron's back in the equation and Dino can do some more spy things, I feel I feel good about a J Ron against one of these tight ends, you know, than than Bell if you had to do it. So just just stick around. We'll get to our next one. So Donovan Wilson, the spy, is my my first X factor. Maybe one of the most important ones defensively. What y'all talking about in here? King said he might call in. Oh, I haven't heard King call in just yet. Who's this Vonnie cat? Oh, okay. I'm rooting for it. Yeah, yeah, you got me. You had me in the first half, Vonnie, because he said I'm rooting for the Eagles to lose. You got me. Uh, King said, I'm hoping Dak walk out the bus and we just hear Jim Ross going off. By God, it's Dak. With the Stone Cold music, right? Y'all think he could? I know we backtracking. I don't know if you had anything to to say about Dino the Spy. Toxic, you got the Harriet the Spy reference? Am I the only one? I need to run that back. Oh, oh, hold tight, bro. Hold tight. <laughs> so I don't, I don't got the callers muted. And the caller comes in, right? And all I hear is, hey, yo. So y'all know who it is. So we'll, we'll hit the horns right quick, man. Pulse of the Nation phone lines presented by the Cochran Firm, man. If you get to any automobile accidents down here in Dallas because y'all can't drive down here. And yes, this is a knock to y'all. I don't know what it is about these Dallas drivers. I'm telling y'all right now, hit up Larry, hit up Brian. They are the guys to go to. That is the firm to go to. They'll help you out with any questions. They'll help you out if you become part of their clientele. And if you do that, they only handle their cases, their civil cases, on a contingent fee basis. Meaning, if there is no financial recovery, then they charge no fee. So contact 1-800-THE-FIRM 
or schedule your free consultation today at CochranTexas.com. Hey, yo. What's good, Danny? Good morning, Sky. Good morning. Uh, I'm trying to call in before the coffee hits, and I get a little excited. Uh, listen, I'm just tired and sick of these Philly fans. Like, uh, always. when did Philadelphia become the monsters of the Midway? I mean, didn't we drop basketball points on them last year? Facts. Didn't we put, like, triple digits? College basketball points. So you're points. trying to tell me, you're trying to tell me, like, they think they got better, 100 points better than last year? I think we're they seeing they did. Jalen Hurts, they, they, they acting like Jalen Hurts is the next Randall Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Trevon Dicks stole his girl with Bama. That's why he transferred. You know what I'm trying to say? Please, Trevon owns him. And then you, you got the linebacker, I mean, excuse me, the lineman, his name begins with an M that nobody can pronounce. Even I can't pronounce him. You know, you know we're gonna, Mike is going to call him bitch at the end of the oh. night. At the end of the game. That's how we're going to pronounce mulatto, whatever the hell it is. Mulatto, culatto. Oh, oh Jordan Maliata. He's going to be yeah. he's going to be pronounced Micah's bitch. I heard during the week they were talking about the special sauce. The special sauce is called Micah because when the quarterback goes under the center and he has to look first mm. all over the field where number 11 is, that's the problem. When Mike is getting triple teamed, that opens up sacks for everybody. Listen, I hope we rest. Part of me hopes we rest Dak for four weeks more. Part of me just hopes they suit him up just to play mind games. You know what I'm trying to say? But then I think we uh, he'd have to be a backup if they did that. Yeah. You know? So, listen, like I said, I'm just sick of these Philadelphia fans. Bro, they beat nobody. Let's be honest. The Giants are the worst forward one team in the history of the NFL, they will finish with a top 12 draft pick. IMG could beat the Giants right now. That's the high school in Florida that could beat college teams. Division three college teams, excuse yeah. me. Uh, so I just wanted to get in before the espresso kicks in real quick. And uh, like I said, you're doing a great job. You and Vach, love your content. Thank you, Dan. Like I said, you know, I mean... Uh, don't say thank you. I'm showing love, man. You know, I, I hate that when people say, like when I appreciate props you, props and stuff like that. I hate that. I hate. What about that? What about that one? Yeah, about that one? Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Because I'm giving love. I'm giving love. Uh, yo, get let's get more people in this bomb squad to like you know participate. Yeah. Call up. You know what I'm trying to say? I want to hear some new voices. We got the older gentleman. I I, I don't know his name. I apologize. He's always uh, he's very religious. I like him and him. Yeah, my writing you know what I'm trying to say? We got Marv, Marvelous Marv. I love hearing him. You know what I'm saying? It's Magic so City Marv. Some... Magic City Marv. There you go. You know, so listen, everyone's talking about before I bounce for predictions. How about predictions on the body bags? How many mm. people are going to, how many Phillies, how many Philly, how many Philadelphia Eagles are going to get knocked out of the game? Yo, Stafford looked like Apollo Creed when Drago killed him yes. Sunday night. When he was laying on the ground, that's going to be Jalen Hurts. You want to beat Jalen Hurts? Just blitz his ass because he cannot pass on the run. In and out, NWO for life. 
You guys on later on at 306 or no? No, sir. No, sir. Not today, brother. Monday, though. Okay. All right. All right. Monday. Well, I'm sure Sunday night the phones are going to be lit. Everyone's going to be going crazy. And I think Monday is going to be like a three-day weekend because Philly fans, there's going to be a lot of domestics in Philly Sunday night. They're all, they're all going to beat up their wives when Philly gets beat by, 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 by a pack of quarterbacks. Get off the I'm phone. out. I don't Get out of here, Daddy. Appreciate you, Daddy. Oh, Daddy came in with the smoke today. He he woke up feeling violent. (laughs) Y'all wild, man. Real quick, let me get to these super chats before I... Because the phone's unpicked up. See, appreciate you, Daddy. You you don't woke everybody up. Super chat. Crazy. Uh, Marcus said, if Dak pulls a Willis Reed, I'm screaming. Yo... (sighs) I tweeted out that we definitely should play here. I go if he comes back next week. But if he, if he, I, it ain't happening. But if it does happen, <sighs> what you man? Super chat. Sully said, "I'd rather have a spy close to the line to limit the long distance slash change of direction from Hertz. You'll get that. You'll get that. But the last thing you want to do is be very have your spy easy to read every time right or defense really you don't want your defense to be read all the time but if you go back and look at some of those um some of the spy techniques they were using with donovan wilson he was at the line of scrimmage and and i wrote down in my notes about that you would you you would see dono sometimes um having dual responsibility which i thought was really cool like he would he would have his responsibility in the zone and he would also keep it, he had his eye on the quarterback. But if a guy ran into his zone, he picked them up. And I think you'll see something like that. Now, I don't know if they're going to use Miles Sanders in that in that fashion. And usually it was Saquon Barkley coming out. But you'll see that. But I think having Dino disguise his spy, especially against a quarterback who's still trying to get it together up there, I love that. I, I love the thought process of that because if if I know that, okay, this is the spy. He's in a dead smack in the middle of the field, three yards behind line of scrimmage. I got single high safety back here, A.J. Brown. Not, that's easy. That's that's too easy to read down in, down out. Where if I'm like, okay, this could be a spy. This could be cover two. The ball snap. If I feel it's cover two, I'm coming off A.J. Brown and I'm coming back down here. But when I come back down here, Maybe I got a double team. Maybe I got a zone concept. And by the time I try to get back here, Micah's home or the spy's home. Or, so I think they should definitely play around with that thing. Speaking of my good brother from Reading, let's get to him before we get to our X Factor number two. What's up, man? Hey, good morning. Good morning. God bless you in the show like always, Will. I just want to say a couple of things. I believe that um everybody's hyping Jalen Hurts as this, you know, new great quarterback. Yeah. He's good, but if you look at his statistics, it's just like um, Cooper Rush. Because he only got four touchdowns, and none of them has come through the air. So, basically, if we can stop the run, and like I was saying, if the defense could play high court in the gaps and don't have a pursuit on Jalen Hurts, I really think that we can shut them down. And if the receivers on outside can make plays like they should i think we good but that's all i got for today and god bless you and the family like always and keep up the good work you know that. thank you brother appreciate you okay. yeah it's always you know my thing about about 
this game from a defensive standpoint is corralling the run and corralling Jalen because he's a part of the run. I mean, I was actually surprised when I went and looked uh, that he's leading all quarterbacks in rushes. I thought that would have been Lamar Jackson. Not really Josh Allen. Josh Josh will run. Don't get me wrong. But he's developed more to a passer. But Jalen Hurts, 66 rush attempts, leads the NFL for quarterbacks. 13 scrambles, leads the NFL for quarterbacks. All right, let's get to uh, number two here on our X-Factor list. And it's J-Ron. Again, pretty cut and dry. Not trying to hide anything here. J-Ron, Curse, Donovan Wilson, I think, are going to be key this week for a multitude of different reasons. Uh, Here you see I have Curse versus Goddard. Will this be the matchup every single time? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But we do got the the three-headed monster back, and you can do a lot of things with that three-headed monster. But the reason why I have Curse versus Goddard is because Goddard is a major focal point in their offense major maybe honestly you got you know the the George Kittles the Kelsey's and then I think Goddard might be the most I'd use word used but important tight end for the rest of the league in regards to you know after those big three not saying he's the third best but he's the third most important if that makes sense Goddard has 60 or more yards in every game except one in the one game he didn't he scored their only touchdown so and he gets high targets he's getting the ball thrown to him whether it be screens whether it be quick dump offs whether it be uh down the field whatever Dallas Goddard is a very very important part of their offense and they'll get the ball in his hands in all kinds of ways I've been saying it all week to y'all the way he sells the block and he slips into the flat or he gets to the screen or a quick game I think is phenomenal I think it's one of the best in the league at doing that but on the opposite side, the Cowboys have been fantastic against tight ends this year. For the most part, without J. Ron Kurtz. Teams are only averaging 5.5 yards per reception against the Cowboys. When tight ends I'm talking about. And again, as a lot of that is without J. Ron, but now he's back. And I would imagine that's going to continue. Now, this, this will be a, a, a bigger test, and Goddard has, has had some success against Dallas in the past, uh, but I think Curse matched up with him. I love that matchup. I love it. Now, it's just going to be a matter of do they get you know picks going? Do they try to get screens going? Do they get misdirection and all that stuff to get him open? But from a mano-a-mano, I love the matchup. But another reason why J-Rock, is going to be a major X factor in this game. It's not just covering Dallas Goddard, but but tackling at that second or third level if he's if he's playing the back end. You know, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, they can make you miss. They can be tough to take down. And in regards to Miles Sanders, if he gets to the second level, if you don't tackle him, he can, he can get a nice big play. He's third in the league in uh, ten plus yard rushes so far. And J. Ron Curse is one of the best tacklers in the league over the last two, three years. So getting him back has been great. I think last week was a, a great game to kind of 
get his feet back wet because the Rams weren't going to run a lot. So he's getting out there running around. He doesn't have a brace on anymore. He's feeling like himself. So it's going to be important to wrap up against a Miles Sanders. Um, again, I don't think Miles is this amazing back, but if it's blocked up for him and he and he gets through the line, gets to the second level, he can make you miss a little bit. Um, so wrapping up is going to be important. So that's why J-Ron is a major X factor, taking away one of their most important weapons and also his tackling, tackling prowess. Going to need him. All right, let's get back to the phone lines before we get to number three. We got, I always forget. That. 912, what it is, what it do? Mr. Unpopular Opinion, that's what, what it was. What up, what up, Sky? Hey, I just want to say, I think the X factor to this game is going to be those boys right up front, the defensive tackles. The, the Eagles run a lot of RPOs, but mm-hmm. more specifically, they run a lot of inside zone reads, which means they're going to be sending Miles Sanders right up the gut and flushing Jalen Hurts to the outside. If the main way to stop that is to prevent Miles Sanders from being able to run up the gut. So the Bohannas, the um, – Get him back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they brought him back particularly for this game. See. They have to they have to stop Sanders from running up the gut because then that forces – that's what's going to force Jalen Hurts to become a pocket passer, preventing Sanders from running up the gut. I don't think a lot – I think a lot of people overlook that. If they run an inside zone read and Sanders is able to get five, six yards up the gut, then now they now they can – they have to contend. Oh, we in, in trouble. And now that gives – right, that gives um, Hurts – Space to run to the outside because everyone is condensing in to stop Sanders running up the gut on those inside zone reads. Absolutely, so man. Be the defensive tackles to keep him from running up the gut because if they stop him from running up the gut, now he has to go through his progressions, and we all know he sucks at that. Right. Yeah, man. These. But, these oh, oh, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say these defensive tackles. Uh, to me, I think have been, and I know we got the the, the Dorrance Armstrongs, the D Laws, and and those guys have been fantastic from a defensive end standpoint. But from a down in down out basis, I think they've been the most disruptive uh, from week one to week we're going out five. I, and I I think, in my opinion, I feel good about these these zone reads or read option type of teams because they're just violent and they're getting upfield. And now that we got Bohanna back, I've watched Bohanna literally destroy a play without making a tackle (laughs) because that guy can't cut back. So you're absolutely right. If we can get these defensive tackles to continue that or take it up another notch, I I don't know that Miles Sanders is going to have a lot of room to, to, to maneuver before he gets past the line of scrimmage. And that's what we want. Right. All right. And and closing, this is what I got to say to the entire Philly nation or whatever they call them. In the spirit of the rest in peace, DMX, bring it what we ride right here. How about the Cowboys? Let's go. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, man. Come. Can I hit it real quick, y'all? Can I press the button real quick? Where are that? Appreciate you, dog, but I'm going to press this button because I'm hyped now. You know they can't with you. You know they can't with you. Texas Live, bro. I swear if they let us. <laughs> I might be late. I'm going to just be honest with y'all. The post game show was probably not going to start right away. 
Jesse going to be looking for me. I'm going to be somewhere up in PBR or or in Troy Aikman's uh, restaurant dip. I might mess around and be at AT AT&T Stadium running around. But, Scott, act like you've been here before. All that. I hate these dudes. Hmm. He hit DMX. That got me hyped. Yeah, I'm ready, man. I might not have a voice. Shaq says, Scott, you can't. <laughs> you... Hold up. Why can't I, man? Says, Scott, you can't go for Negan. Texas Live not ready for that. Listen, if you could, hey, Shaq, if you could see sometimes, sometimes the, uh, sometimes there'll be cheerleaders. They'll come over and they'll do the Texas Live cheerleaders. I done scared the mess out of one of them cheerleaders before. Uh, the bartender, I done, I done scared her before too. And I said, there's a new bartender now. I told her, I said, you're new. I'm just, I just want to tell you what's about to go down. Don't be alarmed. I'm okay. I'm fine. Don't call the security. <laughs> I'm good. That's funny. Don't go forward, Egan. Uh, Sky, stay my guy. <laughs> um, let me get let me get one more. Let me go ahead and finish this out, and then we we'll get to number three. Two one four. What up? Yep. There we go. What's up? Two one four. Hey, what's up? So, I just want to say, man, 28-3, that Dallas defense, is, man, we should have a couple of hurts for sure. And, like, hey, Michael Parsons, he's going to get, like, reset. Let me match your energy real I don't quick. know what that's going to do. I, I can barely hear what you're saying. It sounds like you're... Uh, calling from Mars, so I just want to match the energy. Can you repeat that? <laughs> I'll let you go, man. I can't just, I, I don't know what's going on here, man. <laughs> what just happened? Whenever you get back down to, to Earth, not Earth, Earth, call back in, bro. Hang up, call back in. I'll put, I, I'll get you on 214. I, I I I couldn't understand what you was what you was saying, man. I got you though. Call back in. <laughs> he said we had a Decepticon calling. <laughs> Vodge is in here. Hold on. What did Vodge say? Let me go back. Vodge says this. Damn, can I find what you said? Now, man? Where your mama? Damn, Vodge, where'd you go, man? I don't know. I don't know where you went. You might have to repeat it. This is a problem when you do your own thing. Oh, Mom Dukes is in the building. And my mom says some things won't change. Uh, she she knows firsthand. Oh, there you go. Hey, Sky, check what I just tweeted you. Oh, all right. Hold on. I got you. Did you tweet that to me? Or the DM? All right. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got to turn it up. Hold on. 
It's Friday, y'all. Just deal with it. Just deal with it. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if you thought about the rush hour just be because of Cooper Rush. Oh, 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 now I'm loud. Now I'm loud. All right, let me retweet that. Boy, we be having some fun over there. All right, back to the show. Y'all, wow, man. Y'all, wow. Did my man, did, did you hang up and come back in? Let's see if we got you. 214, are you, are you, are you back down? Did you land the spaceship? Gotta let you go, man. I tried it. All right, if you want to call in, you can. 351-999-3787. Come on in. Until then, let's get to number three. This one's cheating a little bit. Just a little bit, because it's not one person. It's not one thing. It's Kellen Moore and Cooper Rush. Yeah. Kellen Moore and Cooper Rush. When I was putting this part together, and I saw this last week, but it didn't really, it didn't really register register until this week, till just now, really. Kellen Moore is in is he in one of the most unique situations maybe ever as an offensive coordinator and what i mean is last year we talked about how i don't know how great it is to have a offensive coordinator who was your starting quarterback's backup and took his job and was teammates for two years and yada 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 i thought that was weird but hey man i'm sure it happened before but cooper rush was also his teammate yo this is strange Cooper Rush, Kellen Moore, and Dak Prescott were all teammates. And I'm not talking about coach teammates. I'm talking about in the meeting rooms, on the field, competition, competing, whatever you want to call it, suiting up. I think we forget that, well, at least the national media forgets, that Cooper Rush has been here for six years. He's been in the same offense for six years. He played with Kellen Moore. That's that's just kind of crazy to me. I should have pulled up the picture, but it's kind of crazy to me. But anyway, the reason why they're the X factor to me, and number one, because you're going to ha- we're going to run the ball. We ain't, we're not trying to get into this game of of throwing a rock forty times, right? We're going to run the ball, but it's how we run the ball. I firmly do not believe just running a rock right up the middle out of shotgun with no creativity or under center with no creativity is going to fly in this game so i'm asking for kellen moore to kind of get back to that creative running that we saw from him in week three and that we saw against this same eagles team last year if you if you watch and we talked about this the other day when we broke down the, the eagles defense you can have success against them. I know a lot of people look at the five yards per carry as a total. And I, if you include week one, yes. If you don't include week one, the last three weeks, they're giving up 3.7. But even in those games, if you look at how teams are running against them, you got to do a lot of this, this, this inside zone stuff. A lot of this, this trap encounters attack the edges, right? If you look at the success a lot of these teams are having, they're attacking the edge, whether it be, in shotgun or under center 
use pre-snap motion. Get these guys moving. We talked about yesterday getting these big boys running sideline to sideline. Get them moving. Eight carries this week for Tony Pollard. I'm not feeling that. Mm -mm. I'm, I'm looking more towards 14. And if you want to go touches, I'm looking more towards about 16 touches. Because for whatever reason, the running backs haven't been used in the passing game. And in regards to Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think he's that guy anymore. But I think you can do some cool things with TP in the passing game. But if you're going to run, run like this. Post-snap action with your tight ends. Post-snap action with your guards pulling, trapping. I mean, go watch Detroit and, and the cool things they did up front. And then once you do run well, you hit them with something like this. A little quick screen. I would just like to see a little bit more creativity uh, from Kellen Moore this week, y'all, in the run game department. And, and, and honestly, just in general. But I say get back to the creative running because we saw him do some creative things. Just get back to it. And then off of that, it says, let Rush eat off of play action. Cooper Rush and play action is where he's most comfortable. He's completing 69% of his passes. 9.4 yards per attempt is his highest in any pass concept. 109 quarterback rating. He has not been docked with a turnover-worthy play in play action just yet. And he hasn't been sacked out of play action. I mean, I don't think that's something you just gloss over over a four-game span. I think that's something that you say, okay, this guy does that well. You're going into an environment where it's going to be crazy. And you want any quarterback to be comfortable, right? You want every quarterback. That's that's the goal. We want you to be comfortable so you can play your best. But especially if it's your backup quarterback, who, let's just be real, hasn't played in this kind of environment just yet with a game, combined with a game of this magnitude. The link is different. The link when Philly is, is winning like this on Sunday night football is different. And the last thing I want to do is, is, is ask my quarterback to do things he's not as good at or comfortable in, and then times that by two when it's your backup quarterback. So I want to see kind of the Cowboys get back to this play action game uh, with Cooper Rush because he's been good in it. And then I say hit on your chunk plays. I talk about this a lot. In these kind of tough games, you might have four to six opportunities to hit on. For the Cowboys, most of the chunk plays have come in play action. When we're not doing play action, that's where things get a little bit weird. Um, Rush's YPA goes down to 6.2. That's 27 for the NFL. He's got five or six turnover-worthy plays in non-play action format. And when you look at some of the sacks last week against the Rams, if you notice it, I think all of them came out of no play action. And it came in in instances where Cooper Rush usually gets the ball out right away. 2.1 seconds, boom, it's out. But whether it be due to the coverage or due to the route concept, he had to hold the ball a little bit longer. And what happens? You get a sack. The pressure gets there, you get a sack. Not saying that's on him. It's just that that's just the way it is with this cue. He's not a guy that's going to try to make a lot of plays outside the confines of the play design. 
So he's gonna if he's gonna wait for something to happen, he's gonna wait for something to happen in the pocket unless he's getting immediate pressure from his right side where he sees it, and then he's scrambling out to that right side. If you go look at, I want to say three of two touchdowns and a completion from last week. First touchdown against Cincinnati. He's pressured. It's more of a rollout. I wouldn't want to say pressured. It was a play action rollout. They let a free guy come. He scrambles to his right side. Touchdown. Against the Washington football people. I believe he was pressured from the outside. Steps up, scrambles to the right side. Touchdown. And then against the Rams, you saw, I think it was, same thing. Pressure. He didn't step up for a touchdown. He stepped up, moved to his right, scrambled, threw it out, first down to CeeDee Lamb. So if he sees it coming from his right side, he'll step up and move. But the clock is a bit different on that backside. So if it's no pressure from the right and he's waiting for a play to develop, he'll sit there. It'll be a sitting duck in there. And that's where pressure can get to it. So you got to hit on these play action chunk plays. And if it's not there right away for Cooper Rush, That'll, that'll be interesting to see what they do, how they combat that. I personally think it should come from from uh, some of the route, route concepts. I didn't like the one on the first sack fumble. Didn't seem like anybody was available. Only one person, and, and that would have been a bit of a tough throw. So I'm not really putting that on him, but hey, man, that's what happens. That is the lay, the, the, was it lay of land, is how you call it, lay of land. So those are my three X factors going into this game real quick, real easy. Donovan Wilson as a spy guy. J. Ron Curse versus Goddard plus his tackling ability because these guys can get busy in that second level. And then uh, Kellen Moore and Cooper Rush together as one. Uh, they're an X factor because I think you're going to ask your, your offense to do a little bit more uh, than they have done lately. Terrence says, take the check down. That's going to be something there as well, man. I thought I got 903. 903, I didn't get you. All right, what's what's good, 903? How you doing, man? What's up with it, Steve? What's up with it, everybody? Uh, yeah, I just want to jump up in here. This is Derrick Henderson, by the way. Derrick uh, Henderson, you sound like a, uh, a, a Hall of Fame football player. <laughs> <laughs> that ran for 10,000 yards and was chucking everybody. Man, I'm like turpin size, bro. <laughs> hey, welcome, but, welcome to the short people club. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But say that's been me uh, blowing y'all up in the chat at twenty-eight to three. Yeah, man. Okay. At first, I at first school. I was saying twenty-eight ten Cowboys win, but then I got to thinking about it and looking at y'all tapes y'all been posting and stuff. I don't think they getting past three. Hmm. And I think our defense gonna score like twice. Hmm. The rest on the offense. Hey, listen, we talked about the levees breaking, bro. Are they not breaking, Cowboys Nation? Is it not breaking? Man. Ever since that Giants game, it, it, it's coming. You got multiple turnovers, punt blocks, scoring touchdowns. I think the Cowboys got something like six turnovers in the last three games. One, two, I think three. We gonna get like two four, or three five, six, interceptions. Eight. Two or three interceptions, like for show three sacks. <laughs> oh, I definitely think we get multiple sacks. Line ain't ready. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that, man. But yeah, man, that's all I had. I just want to get in here. This is my first time uh being able to get on the phone. I stay in y'all chat to everybody. Hey, you, Rome, uh uh Law, Fox, 
a lot of them boys out there what's up. And again, shoot, y'all have a good one, shoot. Man, appreciate it, dog. Keep keep supporting. We love the support. We appreciate the support. It ain't we ain't nothing yes, without sir. y'all, man. So uh, thank you for it. Yes, sir. Them levies broke, huh? We had a uh if y'all want to go check it out on Vossenbury Live show yesterday, please go run it back. An all-time troll moment, like a Marvin's Room edition of a troll moment on a Philly fan that called in talking about we ain't seen an offensive line like oh yeah, hey, whatever. Y'all haven't seen a defensive line like the Cowboys. And history has shown time in and time out. If you have that kind of a, of a front, it, it, I'm not saying it doesn't matter how good your offensive line is because you're going to win a few battles. But history has shown time in and time out. It's harder for the offense to overcome that kind of a, of a defense than the opposite effect. We lived it. Multiple times. 07. Last year. We lived it. Tom Brady lived it. Twice. Aaron Rodgers keeps on living it. He wished he didn't have to live it against the 49ers. So. Yeah, we ain't seen an offensive line. Whatever. Whatever the hell that means. Y'all ain't seen this. L said, first time caller alert. Gotta love it. See y'all. You ain't gotta say too much. Keep the engagement up and this nation will grow. Who's next? Flat uh facts. Man, every time I hear somebody say first time calling, but I've been I've been listening for a while, that means a lot, man. Because I I don't want sometimes you know how to call. We, we, we can we can get a nice little debate in it, and I'm cool with that. But I'm like, dang, did I just scare somebody? Yeah, did they just get scared to call in? But y'all ain't, man. Y'all come in and y'all y'all enjoy it, and I enjoy it. So appreciate y'all. With that said. We're going to take L's comment as our fan focus comment of the morning brought to you by Boston Scientific. ED can affect your self-esteem and impact your most important relationships. So take a free online assessment that you can share with your doctor. Click the ad in the description. There's a permanent satisfying solution to treat ED. Visit edcure.org to get the facts and find a urologist who can offer treatment options that work when others do not. Again, edcure.org, sponsored by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Somebody in the chat yesterday was talking about Dan Snyder. And remind y'all, I'm when I'm live, I don't know what's going on in the sports world. After the show, I went and looked. I said, oh, Dan Snyder telling. I ain't know that was happening out there, man. Hmm. Dan said... I got dirt on you, Jerry. Dan said, you know who you was with. <laughs> I see y'all in here saying, Don Trail is chilling with Dan Snyder right now. 
Dan Snyder really on his you know who you was with wave right now. Huh. I, I'm not going to say that on there. I'm not going to say that on there. I'm not going to say that on there. I'm going to hit up. Hey, Vach, I'm going to hit you up after this. There's a part of me, this toxic part of me. Let me just shut up. Let's get back to the lines. Dan, you know who you was with. Oh, let's. I got to get my guy. I know he's been busy in here lately, but but I got to get him here. What's good, B-Bird? I'm about to start calling you Unk because you, you remind me of, 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 uh, of my uncle, man. But what's good, Unk? It, it's good, man. I, I've been working nights for a month and a half, man. Ooh. So I've been out of pocket, but I've, I've been checking your. I've been checking out your show. Um, you know, uh, whenever I, you know, uh, I get an opportunity to. So it's, it's late. But anyway, how's it been going, man? Everything been going good with you? Everything has been going good. You know, how, you know, the, the season gets busy. Sometimes you get lost in it, and here we are. We already in week six, man. Crazy. Oh man! So before I get before I go on, I was going to tell you that uh, we're coming to the Detroit game, so I'm going to try to stop by and see you before uh, we go to the game, man, like I did last year. So please do, Hopefully if I'll you see can. Y'all man. Please do. Yeah. Hey, so one thing, uh, and you know, I hadn't caught everything, so I might be uh, regurgitating some of the stuff that that you said already. But has uh, <clears throat> anybody talked about Dak? You know, the injury uh, kind of being a blessing in disguise because it almost made us form an identity that we probably should have did mm-hmm. uh, with Dak here. Uh, but I think sometimes, uh, you know, the front office says, hey, we paid this guy $40 million. We're going to throw it about 45 times. But really, that's not our formula to win. I think that we've gotten back to it uh, with Cooper Rush. And then what that's going to do is get us in a line. Then when Dak comes in and Dak is going to uh, – and uh, Dak's going to perform on a, on a higher level than him and just do, I think, more with this team – than what Cooper Rush did. And I think that'll be the thing that takes us over. But that's not just for the, the front office, the coaching staff to see what it is, but also for Dak to see. He's not learning anything, but just looking back and saying, hey, you know what? Hey, man, look, I just need to go out there and, and, and hey, run these plays, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to run the ball sometimes. We're going to commit ourselves to the run, make those guys uh, adjust defensively. And now we got some one-on-ones, which is what we, what we do well, you know, play action pass one-on-ones and things of that sort. And it's really yeah. just to keep a simple, stupid offense, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I think that's just the best way to go. So I don't know if we come about this plan without Dak going out. I think we go 40 times throwing the ball again, uh, that that route, without Dak being there. What do you think about that? Yeah, we had a show earlier this week uh, was talking just exactly kind of what you're saying here, man. Uh, Dak talked about after the game saying i'm trying to find a part in here i have i have it pulled up if you're watching on youtube uh where is it at where is it at I am. okay i definitely learned a lot about myself about this team in this situation it's going to help me it's going to help this team it's going to help us all moving forward i just want to keep this thing rolling when i get back and take off i think you're you're hearing dak understand like oh i don't have to carry this team and as my guy Vaj said, I just got to help carry the, the offense a little bit more. And not I, when I say carry the offense, that doesn't mean throw it 45 times, right? Like, I understand that I can, we can get back to the efficient game that we were playing, you know, for three years or some change uh, when I first got on board. The, the problem, yeah, not the problem, B-Bird, the only, my only concern in this entire thing, and, and that concern is kind of decreasing each week. It has, it's not Dak. Dak is completely selfless. Dak is under the. Dak has done this before in regards to. Oh man, I just throw the ball 
27 to 30 times a game, no problem. It's Kellen. Kellen has never done this before. And if it wasn't for yeah. Mike McCarthy, me having the confidence in, in old Mike McCarthy, old Freaky Mike, as my guy, uh, my guy Jesse would say, if it wasn't for the confidence I now have in Mike McCarthy to keep a hold on this team, on this offense, on Kellen, I'd be a little bit nervous. But that nervousness is starting to you know decrease each week because one thing Mike said was, we are a defensive first operation that is mandated by the head coach and Kellen Moore has done a good job adjusting to that. So Mike is, he talking his ish, you know what I mean? He's yeah, got a hold yeah, on us. So I feel confident that we will continue that. Because he did say it. Mike came out and said, this is not going to change when Dak gets back. And I'm, I'm confident in that because of Mike. Well, that's great. Because I think uh, with Kellen, man, it's, uh, again, uh, uh, law says uh, those convinced against their will uh, of the same opinion still. And I mm. think that's what Kellen still thinks the best way is to throw. He's being forced to do this, but yes, that's okay. Is. However we get it, we get it, right? And that's what we need our head coach to do is to mandate things. That's what he's supposed to do. Yes. And he's taking his rightful place as a head coach with the power that he, that, he, that he needs to wield to get these things done. There's probably some things that he wanted to do last year, but, you know, Kellen had a lot of power being here already, so he wasn't able to do that. So I, I'm just glad it's going in that direction. And when Dak gets back, I just hope it just continues that way. But I was going to ask you a question about the offense that, that crossed my mind the other day. Mm-hmm. And coming into the year, and even as the offense goes now, but first I wanted to say this one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Kellen, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Dak is, uh, is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. I know some people, the laymans, might think that, well, hey, we're winning, but we're, but we're kind of winning in spite of him. He's doing his job. He's managing games. But he's not giving us that thing that's going to take us in the playoffs and push us over over the line. You sure. you called some stats that was just outstanding, uh, showing you know how inept we were offensively. Uh, these wins, uh, are, uh, you know, that's a perfume that covers up a lot of things. And this is this is when you get to a different level as a fan, where you can look at wins and dissect them in a critical manner. Right. To where as you can see where we can where we can improve upon it. You've done a great job of that, man. The film work and everything else too. I've been watching that. But the question I was going to ask is, um, 